If you've ever filled out a form on a website or made an email account, there's a good chance you've stumbled upon CAPTCHA, a little test that was created to check if you're human or not. CAPTCHA is an acronym for Completely Automated Public Turing Test to tell computers and humans apart. While the tests were super simple in the beginning, over the years they've become more and more difficult to solve. But here's what you didn't know. While you were solving these CAPTCHA tests, like identifying traffic lights in a grid of photos, you were actually training computers and making them smarter. In this episode, we are going to explore the fascinating things CAPTCHA has made humans do, how it all started and how it's changed over the two decades of its existence. This is Siddhant and welcome to another episode of Let's Do Shots. In the late 90s, the most popular search engine was not Google or Yahoo, but AltaVista. And they had a major spam problem. To prevent bots from spamming their search engine, AltaVista added a simple task to their form, which could be answered correctly only by humans. What was the task? Users were made to identify a piece of warped text in order to submit the form. This is the very first time CAPTCHA was used to differentiate between bots and humans. Let's move slightly ahead in time to the turn of the century. In 2000, Yahoo was absolutely frustrated with bots extracting millions of email accounts from their servers. They too needed a test that could distinguish humans from robots and filter out the army of spam bots pretending to be people. Now, it may not seem like it, but it was a truly unique challenge. Why? First up, this challenge should be something that could be solved by any human irrespective of their age, gender, or level of education. At the same time, it was also a test that a computer should not be able to pass. But it should also be something that can be graded by the computer, since you're submitting your answer to the computer. The answer to all of this was our ability to recognize alphabets, shapes, and objects. Something as simple as reading. It is a skill we've been developing since kindergarten. We read stuff every day. But hold on, computers can read too, right? How do we solve for that? Computers back then weren't as advanced as today and could only read text that was absolutely clear and easy to read. So CAPTCHA programmers would warp the text, stretch it and draw lines through it so it became unrecognizable for bots. And the computer which was going to grade the human answer was fed the right answer in advance anyway. I mean, it's kinda ironic how a computer program was made to trick computers. Yahoo started using it for signups and it became a huge success. While millions of people attempt these capture tests every day, what many don't know is that they're actually making computers smarter. In 2005, a new version of capture was introduced to help in digitizing old books and newspapers. This capture version had two words. The computer had the correct answer for the first word, but the second word was taken from a book or an old newspaper article, which the computer softwares had been unable to identify. If the person got the first word right, the computer assumed that the user got the second word right as well. And one word at a time, old books started getting digitized. To reduce the margin of error, the same second word was given to many other people as well. If most people had the same answer, the word was approved and logged as part of the book scanning mechanism. The tests were done by so many people around the world that a whole year's worth of New York Times articles were being digitized every four days. Eventually, in 2009, Google bought this technology and began digitizing its scanned books and news archives. 
Lo and behold, we eventually taught machines how to read smudged text with smear ink. So if you have attempted a captcha before, you can probably put working for Google and the New York Times in your CV. As the years went by, computers became better at reading all kinds of text. All thanks to you, of course. In 2014, Google conducted a study in which it pitted humans against computers. While humans could read the most distorted captchas with 33% accuracy, Google's AI could read them with a 99.8% accuracy. Machines had become smarter and better at reading than humans. So this version had to be phased out. And a brand new version of CAPTCHA was introduced in 2014, which is still quite popular today. It's the one with images, in which you're made to click on fire hydrants, street signs, crosswalks, buses, traffic lights, storefronts, and the likes. So what's the trick behind this? Using these results, Google is training self-driving cars to see the objects on the road and to improve Google Maps Street View. And these tests get more and more difficult as you pass them. So next time someone accuses you of spending way too much time on the internet, just let them know you're shaping the future for self-driven cars. And now we've progressed to an even more advanced version of CAPTCHA, and it's called No CAPTCHA. It verifies if you're human based solely on your behavior. This test is invisible, constantly running in the background while you browse the web. It continuously monitors your behavior and assigns you a score based on how likely you are to be human. A human would usually move their cursor in a wiggly, haphazard way, whereas bots would typically move the cursor in straight lines. Too many random clicks or type a paragraph real fast and you could trigger a standard CAPTCHA test with pictures or be asked to verify yourself with two-factor authentication. While this is creepy, it definitely beats doing a test on every website, which has been quite frustrating to be honest. And it's definitely better than what the founder of CAPTCHA said recently. He believes that one day, there won't be a way to differentiate between bots and humans. Mm -hmm.